And we're live. I love this. When you when you click the button and you're like, now we're live. How do we start this thing? It's Tom Schiller here with Kirk Euler. Kirk, welcome to my show. Thank you. You know, I, I, I love your Facebook Live videos. You're probably the most entertaining county official in the United States of America. Are you aware of that? Well, you know, I know I'm the most irritating to some people. So yeah. Yeah, that's a title that I worked hard to achieve, but uh, I'll take the entertaining part as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I love your videos. You are out there and you're causing controversy because I've seen some of the local reporting. I want to introduce you with your right title. You are County Supervisor, District 4 in Placer County, California. Is that right? You pronounced it correctly. Most people outside of California refer to it as Placer, but no, you got it. It's Placer. That's right. Well, I know because you were saying it in one of your videos the other day, you were comparing uh, Placer County to Yolo County. So I'll talk about that, that video, because it was an interesting comparison when you were, because uh, you you love the charts and the graphs. At what point did you become, oh, there you go, you get your graphs, man, I love it. At what point did you become a, uh, I don't want to say a naysayer, what's the word? I you're kind of like a COVID contrarian as far as politicians go. And when did that begin? You know, it, it started back in April. Uh, you, you know, we shut everything down in March. It was the second week in March that our Board of Supervisors voted to impose our local emergency health ordinance. Of course, the governor uh, issued his statewide state of emergency. And so we get through March. We're into April. I'm watching cases. We're getting toward the end of cases or toward the end of April. Uh, our small businesses are still shut down. Uh, our major businesses are wide open and I'm looking around going, okay, uh, if, if the idea was to slow the spread, because that's what we were told, it wasn't to make COVID go away. It was just to slow the spread. If the idea was to slow the spread, congratulations. We're admitting maybe seven people to the hospital a day ish in a county of 400,000 people. So we're good. We slowed the spread. And I went in the middle of a board meeting. I kind of went on a rant in the middle of a board meeting and one of the staff for the county captured it and put it up on social media. And that started this whole thing. That was it. And unintentional. But that's the way. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be the way things happen now is somebody loses their you know what at a meeting. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and it's the only thing that gets people's attention because I don't know how many videos I've seen. There's that guy in Ireland. There was another, uh, you know, somebody at a uh, at a county level meeting. I love local politics because that's where you see people telling it like it is. I mean, it's it, people lie everywhere. I'm sure you have liars show up at your county board meetings. But if you go local, you tend to have people that tell the truth more than the national guys. So basically, it was they said two weeks to slow the spread. And most people it for it just kind of went on forever. But for you, it ended the two weeks and you said, OK, guys, this it's over now. Right. That's right. Yeah. No, my comment and my I had two comments at the board meeting that have kind of stuck with folks. One was the health and safety code is not a suicide pact. Uh, and the other was, and the president has adopted this, not that I take credit for it, but that the, the cure can't be worse than the disease. And that's what we were seeing. We were seeing businesses shut, families starting to come apart, our kids uh, just absolutely ruined from an educational standpoint. And I, I had had enough. And like I said, this was back in April, May. And here we are. Yeah. So let's talk about... Uh... Placer County, it's what's going on there now. You guys are better than most, or from my perspective, you're better than most because you didn't do the shutdowns and you defied the state orders. Now, 
by defying the state orders, are you really defying anything or does the state uh, have does the state have the authority to to shut your businesses down? And you said no. Are you are you in defiance of anyone is what I'm saying? So what we have said is we as a county are not in a local health emergency. It's actually defined in law what a local health emergency is. And it's an emergency that outstrips your medical capacity to serve. Yeah. We're not we're not there. We we have good hospital capacity still. Yes, we have seen a spike in cases along with the rest of California. We've seen a spike in cases. What we've said at Placer County is we are not going to use any county resources. Our health and human services folks, our our health inspector folks, we're not going to our sheriff, we're not going to use any county resources to enforce this. Where we've been unfortunately unable to insulate our businesses. Our governor, uh, kindly referred to as Governor Mussolini, uh, our governor has decided he is going to use every lever available to him as governor to punish local businesses. And so if you have uh, a license that's subject to alcohol beverage control, he's made it clear he's willing to pull your license if you don't follow his orders. If you're a cosmetologist and you're subject to state licensure through the cosmetology board, He's made it clear he's willing to pull your license. So he's using every lever of control that he has. Yeah. But one of the levers he doesn't have is us as a county enforcing his orders for. Yeah. Okay. So it would be like he would have to literally ride into town and and do the work himself. You're not going to do it. And he has actually sent uh, alcohol beverage control officers to some of our more prominent businesses that have said we're going to stay open because we have to. It's a matter of life and death for us. Yeah, we have to stay open. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about shutdowns because you have a lot of very um, you know good videos about the the harms of shutdowns. Uh, I don't even call them the unintended consequences anymore because everyone knows what the consequences are. They they they're aware that they're ruining economies, that they're ruining lives. They're aware of all these things, so they are consequences. They just don't seem to care. The one thing on their mind is COVID-19 and not even illnesses. They just want, they say if the case numbers are up, like you mentioned, cases are up, but are the, are the hospitals overwhelmed? No. No. New York numbers. No, not, I think not, New York in, has, not in our county, in, in one county down South, Imperial County, they did have a period of time, but yeah. you know what? State of California has a provision for local states of emergency as opposed to statewide. Yet this governor insists on keeping us in a statewide state of emergency, which is what gives him his extraordinary powers. You know, those of you who live on the, the, the East Coast, you're used to good traveling, you know, 25 minutes and you're tripping to a couple different states. Yeah. We here in California, you can take California and overlay it over the top of the Eastern seaboard and it covers all or part of 13 different states. Those 13 different states are under 13 different governors, 13 different sets of rules based on how things are going locally. We here in California are under one set of rules from one guy who not only has that much territory, but 40 million Americans in his state with one set of rules. Yeah. And in addition to the fact that we talk about the unintended consequences. So we know that economies are hurt, businesses are hurt, uh, you know, people are hurt because they are uh, they're suffering from the, those consequences. People who suffer from other illnesses are hurt because they don't have access to the uh, medical uh, services and things like that. But even if none of those people were hurt, even if there were no unintended consequences, it doesn't appear that any of the shutdowns did anything to slow the spread of COVID-19. 
That is the key. And this is what I keep going back to. I'm all about, as you, if you've watched my videos, I'm all about the data. Show me the data. And if you could show me the data anywhere in the United States, in the world, that shows if we shut down these sectors of our economy, we destroy our small business, our restaurants, our bars, our health clubs, our churches, we shut down these sectors of the economy. Look, we will diminish the spread of COVID by 82%, whatever. We're nine months into this thing, and we still have no data that shows that anywhere. Conversely, Florida has been open for youth sports, schools, churches, gyms, restaurants, no mass mandates. Florida's cases, yes, they are growing at one third the rate of California's. We're completely shut down and Florida's cases are growing at one third the rate of California's. Talking about comparisons, you had the chart the other day in your video, you had Placer County and Yolo County. Where is Yolo County? Is it right next to you guys? or is Yolo it County is one of, so there's six counties that make up the Sacramento metropolitan region. Yeah. We're about three million people in the metro region. Yolo County is one of the six counties that makes up the metropolitan region. So we're not contiguous. We're separated by one county. Yeah. But the reason I, I point out Yolo County and Sacramento County and Los Angeles County in that video is they have all been in a stricter state of lockdown than Placer County this entire time. We were allowed to progress into the second to the least restrictive uh, uh, tier before the governor just pulled the lever and shut us all down again. Um, so we've been in a less restrictive lockdown than Yolo, Sacramento, Los Angeles counties all along. And yet our case rate, case rate and death rate is lower significantly than all of those, than all three of those counties. And I kind of pick on Yolo County maybe a little bit because um, not only are they smaller and actually have by, by actual numbers, not as a percentage population, but by actual numbers, they have more deaths than we do, even though they're about half the population. When our board of supervisors declared an end to our local health emergency, and we said, we're not in a local health emergency, our um, COVID officer, which is what I call our public health officers because nobody cares about public health anymore. We just care about COVID. Our COVID yeah. officer, 25 minutes afterward, resigned via text to our board of supervisors and went to work for Yolo County. Look how that's worked out for him. <laughs> well, well, I guess there's more to do there, right? If there's if they're shutting things <laughs> down. That's the funny thing is that if you're a public health official, I think you said it before, it's that old adage of the, if you, uh, you know, if you're a hammer, um, everything looks like a nail. Yeah. And that's what, if you're a public health official, you know, at this point, the only thing in their arsenal is shutdowns. They've been proven not to work. So of course they're reluctant to admit that they don't work. However, with that chart you showed, it looked like this. It was kind of the, you know, the charts of the cases, it was going up and then it went down and then it went back up again in Yola County, right? Then yep. you had your County, it went up, it went down, it went back up again. Two very different approaches. And then we looked at Los Angeles, and it was, wasn't an exact line. But the thing is, there's a wave, and then there was another wave. Yep. And all the shutdowns in the world and mask mandates and everything else, because you can take counties in California, counties that are 99% mask compliant, and counties where – what's the masking like in, uh, in, in your area? Well, you know, the, the businesses, for the most part, again, going back to our governor, right? If you're a, a grocery store and you sell, first of all, if you're selling more than one county and they shut down all small businesses, essentially, 
So the only businesses that are open are businesses that are open across multiple jurisdictions. Yeah. They are defaulting as a corporate policy to the most restrictive standard because corporately they've got that responsibility. If they're doing business in Sacramento County and Los Angeles County, they have to meet that standard. So they just establish corporate thresholds. So most of our businesses that are our you know, larger chain franchise, those things that are actually open are requiring masks and most people are complying. Not reflected in the numbers because I thought masks were the answer to everything, but cases still go up whether it's Los Angeles, Sacramento, YOLO, doesn't matter. Cases are still going up. But yeah, we st- we do have mass mandates. Yeah. But, We're not uh, enforcing it. We're not enforcing well, that, it. Well, that's the other thing. Is I, I would imagine that you have more, a higher compliance in places like uh, YOLO County. And again, you're not, you don't see that it has any effect. There are areas of the country that have the strictest mask mandates. And then there are areas like there are parts of Florida now where you see people when they're outside, they say, when I'm outside, I'm not putting a mask on. Other people, they're putting masks on when they're driving in their cars. Yeah. You don't see any difference. We haven't seen any reduction in, uh, in cases because of this mask thing. And they came up with all those studies. There was the famous one from Kansas. And they said, look what happened in Kansas. We imposed these mask mandates and the line went down. Well, you look at that study and it's it's two months. You know, it's July and August. But right. look at their chart. After August, it went flying up into the sky again. So, well, and, you know, and it was the same time that everybody else was coming down. That's yes. that's the thing. You know, I the, the data is, is clear. First of all, you, you referenced the the problem we have with government at all levels is there'll be a problem and then somebody will say, this is a problem, we must do something. And then somebody says, well, this is something, let's do this. Instead of looking to say, does that something actually do anything to help alleviate the problem? But no, since this is something, let's do it. But your, your, your point is spot on. Again, getting back to whether it is mass, whether it's shutting down our gyms, our churches, our restaurants, there is no place where you can point to and say, look, we did this, and here's what happened. The, the data that I just saw yesterday, two days ago, 73% of the spread in our general area, 73% is inside people's households. They're own, from family member to family member transmission. And, and okay, so I'm going to go and kill my small businesses for that? 1.6% of local transmissions in our area were attributed to restaurants, one6 it's amazing because you say, and 75%, and that's that's in your county, but across the board, if you look at all of the stats for the different states, the transmission is somewhere around three quarters at home, okay? Yeah. I think you made this point. If you didn't, maybe I made it, and I'm reminding myself of it. What happens when you shut down a restaurant? What do people do when they can't party at a restaurant? Kirk, what do they do? They go home and party. Yes, they invite their friends over. And that's where the so you got something that's 75 percent of the cases are uh, people having parties, whether it's backyard parties or they party indoors because they're trying to hide from these crazy officials. And the spread isn't happening in restaurants. So what do they do? They shut down restaurants. They shut down uh, Little League games. They shut down other things. And that's when people they're going to get together. You can't stop people from socializing. But what they do is they make them socialize in the worst and riskiest way possible. No, you're right. And and look at, and, and this just, it, it truly tears me up to think about. 
You look at the emotional devastation we have wrought on our young people. My son just missed his senior year of high school and the freshman year of college is completely screwing up. Um, it, it, the, the damage we have done to the kids over the last nine months as we've imposed these, these unconscionable and, and anti-human I mean, you have to you have to you have to divorce yourself from every instinct we have as humans in order to hold up like this. And now what do we just do? We just took the population that we've just been beating and beating and beating for eight to nine months. And we just said, guess what? You have no Christmas because we just shut down your source of employment for three weeks. And so after having school ruined, youth sports ruined, Youth groups at church ruined. Now Christmas is ruined because mom and dad who might be employed by small businesses can't work. Do you think it's time for, because, you know, I don't know, being a politician yourself, although you're, you're on your way out, right? Is it, is I am. This, we're coming Tomorrow's to the end. Last board meeting. Now you've been doing this for how many years? 18 years spread over 28 years. And what'd you do? Did you start, you started young. I was 24 years old when I decided to run and beat an incumbent. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what do you and but it wasn't this the vote and uh, took place or did you retire or did they 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 get? No, you? I, what, I, I was I was a victim of an early California primary in March. Yeah. The first Tuesday in March, they moved our primary up and I was uh, I lost in in the uh, in the race. Uh, Twenty about twenty six thousand votes cast. And I lost by about 700 votes. It was, wow. uh, it was pretty close. But it wasn't a COVID thing. It wasn't because yeah. you were making waves on the COVID front. It was, that I, was just, I was making waves on other things. I see. Yeah. That well, one would imagine. If you're as, a wave maker, you people, As I tell people in politics, friends come and friends go. Enemies accumulate. <laughs> that point you made about your son was great. Uh, I've been talking to people about this all the time. I asked them things like this. Kirk, do you remember... Do you remember who you went to the senior prom with? Do you remember the name of the girl? Absolutely. Okay, I won't make you embarrassed and say say her name. <laughs> you you remember your name of your favorite teacher, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the 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 moments that we have when you think back to high school and you got the Bob Seger song playing in the background and the, the you know I I call it my heyday. It wasn't really my heyday. I'm probably doing better now than I was then. But the thing is. These times in our lives, it's the kind of thing that John Mellencamp used to sing about. It's, it is your adolescence. You're 17. You're 18. We robbed these kids of their mm -hmm. heyday, Kirk. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, we got to give it back. We owe them a year. We owe them a senior prom. We yeah. owe them a, a Friday night uh, football game under the lights, you know? Well, you've been, you've been kind enough to reference some of the videos I've done in the past. There's only one video that I did that wasn't based on data. And I went back to the grounds of my elementary school and I stood on the grounds of my elementary school and I went building by building, playground by playground and shared a memory of every one of those buildings and every one of those playgrounds where my friend says I pushed him down over here and I broke my nose over there. And, and that's, that's what we're depriving our kids of is not just an education, but true growth. Yeah, it is. It's it's, it's inhuman. Some, the stuff that's going in is 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 inhuman. Uh, what happened with the uh, there was a game. I think it was a soccer league. They got in trouble recently. Uh, they were playing soccer indoors and they called it oh, a super spreader oh, event. The basketball. 
That was, okay, the basketball. was basketball. So these yeah. kids, were they renegades? Did they say to hell with you guys? We're playing basketball anyway. And somehow they, they, they found some cases and now they're cracking down on them. And I think the, uh, the, the basketball court, which was trying to stay open is now shut down. Am I right? Well, but yeah. And, and there again, did, did can, can they point to um, that particular location as the cause of this particular spread amongst a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds who played basketball? Yes, they can. But guess what's happening in 47 out of 50 states across the country? Youth sports are actually loud and active. We were there in high school sports. Placer, or California was one of only three states that shut down high school sports completely. So is there a risk of transmission? Yes, we all recognize that. We all know there's a risk. Is there a risk that when I get in my car to drive home, I'm going to get taken out by a cement mixer? Yes, there's a risk. You know, life has a 100% mortality rate. There's nothing government is going to do to keep you from dying, period. Now, do you, are you willing as an adult to accept the risk and go about living your life knowing that there are certain reasonable precautions that you might want to take? Keep a little bit of distance, wash your hands, careful how many people are around you, but live your life. Live your life. That's the message. That's what I'm trying to tell people all the time. That's why I'm sitting in front of these bottles here. <laughs> I know some of them are full. I know. They've been going. I mean, what are you doing the shutdown, right? But the... Uh, that's the thing is that they when I read the articles about that uh, basketball league and they were blaming people for getting together, they mentioned the cases, say it was 45 cases, but that's a PCR test. My question right. always is when I read these, how many are sick? How many of the, the, those basketball kids are in the hospital? My guess is zero. Right. Well, my, again, referencing my son, um, he's got a tight group of friends and one of them ended up testing positive. So their entire group went and got tested and of his group of eight or nine friends, four of them tested positive. Uh, fortunately, my son didn't, but four of them tested positive. Not one of them knew that they were sick absent yeah. the test. Yeah. This is the first pandemic. You got to find out, you got to, you got to ask somebody if you're sick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is it. I mean, uh, I, I like making these videos. I'm trying to spread the word one guy at a time. Uh, that's what you're doing. What's next after the uh, the Board of Supervisors? What are you going to do? Oh, I'm not, I'm going to continue screaming about this. You know, as long yeah. as people want to listen, I'm going to I'm going to stay on this issue. Um, I I never I had never in my entire life I'd never done a social media video prior to that rant getting put up by a staff person, and I just thought you know. If there are people out there who who, are, who want the information, they're looking for the information, I happen to have ready access to a lot of good information. I'm happy to share it. So I'll continue letting folks know, uh, you know what the severity or lack there is of, of what's going on. Uh, by the same token, I'm looking forward to, to re-embracing uh, the private sector. I've always had one foot in the private sector. When you're a locally elected official, it's not, um, it's not a paycheck that you can really make your living on. Uh, yeah. Always had one foot firmly planted in the private sector, and and looking forward to to getting to spend a little bit more time there. Great. Well, Kirk, I, I was so glad I uh, reached out to you on Facebook. I only know you from watching your Facebook videos. I'm a fan. And of I them. don't know you from watching you on TV. <laughs> so I mean, come on, you know. But uh, you know, it was uh, it was great to talk to you, and uh, I was glad you uh, glad you did it.
Thank you very much. It was my pleasure and uh, happy to do it. And you ever see anything where you go now, wait a minute, I got to dig down a little deeper into that, you know, like these flu numbers that we went over, right? What yeah. the hell happened to the flu? That was another one. Kirk's got a great video where, I mean, what is it? Is it down 98% the flu? Oh, it, it's, it's non-existent. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gone. It's, it, I'll show you real quick. I mean, here's, here, here, this line down here, this yeah. is our flu numbers year to date. All these others, whoop, you know, going right on up. Yeah. The flu is gone. We beat the flu. Congress, by passing the CARES Act, successfully defeated, defeated the flu. Yeah. Well, because is it, nobody I mean, is checking well, into the hospital right now under what's diagnosed as COVID. None of those people would have been flu, right? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, are those, are a lot of these tests, are a lot of these things, these COVID cases, are they just the regular flu? Is, it, is that what I'm to learn from those numbers? No one has no one has mentioned this in the, you know, uh, they're, they're just kind of letting it go saying, well, yo, maybe uh, maybe COVID took over the flu. And, you know, which do you think it is? Do you think well, COVID I'll, I'll wiped out the flu? Start, I'll tell you how I knew to start digging into this. Yeah. Back in June, July, I started the ask, asking the question of people being hospitalized with COVID versus because of COVID. Yeah. People dying with COVID versus because of COVID. And I actually got our public health people to separate out the numbers so that you could see how many people were hospitalized in Placer County with COVID versus how many were hospitalized because of COVID. Yeah. And that number was always in the 90-ish percent, right? The low 90s. I looked about a week and a half ago, and it was down to somewhere like 60% were there because of, as opposed to with. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why all of a sudden are our numbers so skewed where we're having all these people come in, they're COVID positive, quote unquote, but they're not there because of COVID, they're there with COVID. And so I started digging into the flu numbers and sure enough, you can't find flu anywhere in America. One more, I'll show you real quick, one more. It's a fun one. Here's what the flu currently looks like. This time last year, here's what it looked like. Darker the color, the worse. That's yeah. what we're looking at right now. 100% of our state's territories in the District of Columbia, all 53, are in low to minimal category. The flu went from this last year at this time to this. <laughs> it's amazing. On. Amazing. Well, keep up the videos. We'll, uh, we'll do what we can here. Circular, District 4, County Supervisor, Placer County, California. For one more meeting. Yes. Way to go. <laughs> and then, then show up as a regular citizen. You can do your rants there. You'll still go viral. And and, and I might be able to say a little bit more what I really think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bill, the other day on Facebook, you said, this is a load of CR-P. I said, whoa, Kirk does not, does not curse on Facebook. <laughs> well, thank you, Tom. It was a real pleasure. Great to uh, spend a little time with you. Thank you so much. And right. keep fighting a good fight. I appreciate it. You too. Thanks, Kirk. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.